Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It is a very, very busy Tuesday around here. We've got a lot going on. You've got Steve Nash gets fired in Brooklyn. Ime Odoka currently under suspension with the Boston Celtics. Looks like he's going to be taking over. All amidst a firestorm of Kyrie Irving posting things that uh, are, well, doubling down on Alex Jones, a disgraced conspiracy theorist, and also posting about a book and a movie that leans into horrific anti-Semitic tropes. So you got all that going on in the NBA. Meanwhile, it's NFL trade deadline day. And this one did not disappoint Perloff. The most trades we've ever seen. It started last week with, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Robert Quinn getting traded. Yesterday we had Roquan Smith. And then today, just a flurry. Bradley Chubb gets traded Chase to the Dolphins. Chase Claypool gets traded to the Bears. You had just tons of moves going on, both big and small. But the story really is almost not the moves that were made, but the moves and the trades that were not made today. The Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Rams, teams that are in it and going for it who were silent today. So we're mostly talking, let's face it, about skill position players. Yep. Running back or wide receiver. Yeah. The, technically, the Cowboys did trade for Jonathan Hankins, a defensive tackle. Y- yeah. And the, there was some speculation the Cowboys might add a pass rusher. Uh, but basically, the, the Bucks are stalling on offense. The Packers are stalling on offense. And the, it seems like the Broncos. Who else did you mention that didn't make a deal? The Bucks, The Rams. The Bu- oh, and the Rams. The Rams are stalling on offense. But who are they going to get? So I think the the guys that did get traded, Jerry Judy, probably they were asking a lot for Denver. And he's kind of, I, I don't think he's shown that he can be a real addition yet. He's been really incomplete in Denver. You have to admit, it might be the quarterback. Could be, but <laughs> Might be the head coach, might be the quarterback, <laughs> might be the offensive line, might be a lot of things. So, But I was really surprised. Brandon Cooks, you know he can play in the NFL. And he can play anywhere. He can switch teams and be productive <laughs> in a matter of days. He's basically played for every team at this point. I am kind of rooting. I don't know why I'm rooting for this, but I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers to improve because the NFL would be more exciting if Aaron Rodgers were good. In the, you know, He's in his one of his final two years in Green Bay. It'd be good if he was good. So I thought Brandon Cooks would make sense. But I kept reading our friend Andrew Brandt, former Packers executive. Now he's in the media. He said, trust me, the Packers are not going to make a trade. They never make trades. So we should have known. They never make them. So I can't say that we can't rip them because at least they're being true to who they are as a franchise. Um, We can absolutely rip them because even if you're being true to your franchise, we've been begging, even if you're not a Packer fan, you've been begging for them to get Aaron Rodgers some wide receiver help and they just won't do it. And now, ta-da, look what's happened. The offense is totally broken. So sometimes the fans are just right. And I think this was an instance where but, the fans were right. I don't know. Yes, yeah, sometimes. How about DJ Moore? Was he available? But what at what cost? 
At what cost for you're a rental? All, you're all in when you're with Aaron Rodgers with basically two years, a year and a half left to go. You're all in if you want to win another Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You should be all in if you're the Dallas Cowboys because you're the Dallas Cowboys and you need another Super Bowl stat. Well, I think the Cowboys might have enough talent, actually. I'm not sure that they, I'm not sure who they were going to add that makes that big of a difference. But the, the you don't Bucks, think Chase Claypool could have helped that team? It feels like they like their receivers. No, that you can like them well and good. But, I mean, when every time Amari Cooper makes a huge catch like he did last night, don't you think, man, it'd be awesome if the Cowboys still had him? No, I feel like, you know, you're the team. You're the one. The Cowboys are a rocket ship. It's because the Pollard-Elliott running back duo and that Micah Parsons defense, I don't know if I want them to add a receiver and start throwing it all over the ballpark. I kind of liked what they did. Last week where Dak is sort of playing conservative and didn't miss any pass. He had like 90% of his passes or something. Now, I, I didn't look at the Cowboys and say, man, they really need an outside weapon. Did, is that something you think that was missing? Well, I was listening to a, a little bit of our buddy, Jarrah, on, well, he's not my buddy, but Jerry Jones, who was on with Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, who was talking about potential trade deadline deals. Here's what Jerry said this morning. We've got some things, uh, I'll use the bill doing around, that could have some interest. These things come quick when they happen. And so uh, from that standpoint, uh, it'll be a a long few hours here. But uh, uh, we've got some things we're entertaining. So that was Jerry kind of foreshadowing that, you know, maybe there could have been some deals in the works. Meanwhile, 4 o'clock Eastern time passes, nothing for the Cowboys. Then this tweet from Ed Werder. Two sources directly involved tell me Cowboys and the Texans discussed potential trade involving wide receiver Brandon Cooks until the final minutes before the NFL trade deadline expired. The draft pick compensation and the $18 million guaranteed salary for Cooks in 2023 could not be resolved yeah. in time. That Cooks $18 million thing, which Chapter uh, talked about a lot. Yeah. You're going to pay Brandon Cooks $18 million next year? I understand not wanting to do that. That's a lot. $18 million, that'd make him one no, of the I know. top Listen, five played receivers of the league. Amari Cooper, they didn't want to pay his basically $18 million, right? And yeah, traded him away for nothing. for Amari. Yeah, but they, they, they're 6-2, and two and they have this a kind of a very different team. I don't know. I'm not I'm not overly concerned about them not getting Brandon Cooks. Now, the Packers, I understand. That's a wide receiver desert right there. They have nothing going on. The, Wait, you hold know, on. There's, a, uh, there's another part of oh, the story. Yep. Because Brandon Cooks had tweeted this out at... 4.03 p.m., so three minutes after the trade deadline passes. Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered for the lies for too long, those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career. Boom. It is not a trade deadline day without a cryptic tweet, specifically from a wide receiver. Is he talking about Nick Casario? I don't know. He also put like a, what's this called, a bow and arrow? <laughs> I should know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you call it? A bow and arrow at the end of it, which I'm not sure what that is. That might be his signature thing. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's, I hope it doesn't mean he wants to shoot an NFL executive. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's talking about Cal McNair. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Actually, does anyone really care? Brandon Cooks has been everywhere. He will be everywhere. It doesn't make much of a I That's a guy who... Eh. <laughs> Just about the Cowboys. Um, wait, let me add one more team that didn't add a guy. Yeah. The Bucks have a million receivers. They're just not in the lineup consistently or healthy. So they have, they have obviously Mike Evans, yep. Chris Godwin, who's getting it healthier. I think Julio Jones, who's limping around, but Julio then had that crazy, Jones, touch- get out of here with the he Julio had that crazy Jones. touchdown. At the end of the then what Cam is- Brake got the last time we saw him, he was getting carted off. Right. The but field. I, th- I think he's coming back. Uh, what's the deal with Russell Gage? 
I don't know. Like all the Bucks are really vaguely hurt. I think he's coming back, and they well, paid a lot for him. How about Kareem the Hunt, who was yeah. available? We talk about how they have Ooh, this now, terrible run game. That's yeah, okay. There you go. Why didn't that happen? I Explain don't to know. Me. I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, these are all things that I was hoping was going to happen because they, you know would have made things a lot more interesting in the NFC. Yeah. The funny thing too, all the teams we're talking about by far their biggest need was offensive line. The, the Bucks are desperate to fix the That's middle of that. That's not a trade deadline. That's not something thing. you can do. No. I think, the, I think every team either wants more depth at that position uh, or really wants help to fill the spot. And I then, never understand line, when a team trades an offensive lineman, ever. Even if the guy's like a turnstile. Yeah. I'm like, he's a big body. Well, the, the Eagles had this guy, Andre Dillard, yep. former first-rounder, who's been on the market. I don't. He didn't get dealt, did nope. he? But he can't even break into the lineup. He's not good, but he's a body. You just, you, I, I yeah. hate trading away offensive linemen. If I was at GM, I'd never do it. I want like eight offensive linemen. I know. I want 10. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the whole team just to be offensive I don't want linemen. To get into I your, want 52 offensive linemen and a quarterback. I don't want to get into your polarizing offensive lineman thing, but I think we could all agree. It never <laughs> seems important. like It never seems like you have enough. Remember that year where Mahomes got beat up in the Super Bowl? What if they had two more good offensive linemen? Maggie, they would have been fine. I know. Well, even in my... Offensive lineman take. I never said they weren't important. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Dave is in Ohio, wants to talk about the trade of Chase Claypool. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great. What do you got? So I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out today. I know right now we're playing for a draft pick, uh, hopefully a top five draft pick. But did they do this? And sometimes the Steelers are playing chess while people are playing checkers. Did they do this to get that second round pick to get a stud lineman, as Maggie would refer to, um, <laughs> in order to protect Pickett next year and then maybe use some other things to move around to get that line rebuilt for him? Um, I just don't understand this move and getting rid of Claypool, who could have been an incredible slot receiver for us. Yep. Dave, appreciate the call. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely they need offensive linemen in Pittsburgh. Um, but why tank for a pick because you have your quarterback, so they have no incentive to do that. Also, they're a team that even when Big Ben got hurt a few years ago, they went ahead and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, gave up draft picks. They, Mike Tomlin used to, be, yeah, used to be all in uh, every year, no matter what, and now it seems like they're not all in, as all in. So here's what I was thinking about this, and Dave and the other Steelers fans, maybe you can tell me if you agree. I think the Steelers understand that they've got like the secret formula, whatever it is to drafting wide receivers, like whatever it is, they've got it. And even if they don't have the same general manager, if Colbert retired, but like George Pickens looks awesome. You know, all of their draft picks at wide receiver seem to hit or most have their most productive years when they are with the Steelers. So I think that's what it must have been about. Like, oh, yeah. hey, we feel like we can find the next Chase Claypool. We're not worried about it. Uh, I mean, George Pickens. Is yeah, the, he's awesome. It's, he's awesome. Why he was around in the second round. There was some buzz about him in the draft, too. I remember someone saying, oh, he's probably the most physically talented wide receiver. Then if he's so talented, <laughs> yeah. why didn't he go in the first round? I don't That'd understand My favorite it. trait in a wide receiver. I want <laughs> yeah. him to be physically talented. <laughs> there seemed to be some a lot of things going wrong with Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh, and that made no sense at the he time. He was making great catches last week. Yeah, now <laughs> he really came on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's kind showcase. of cost the Bucks in a football game, which is you know, the Bucks were probably going to come back and win that game, but he was making catches. Yep. I think it's really exciting. I think but, it also says, hey, Justin Fields is playing well enough that we want to give him a real chance, not only to see how good he is, yep. but to be the guy. Because I think there's been enough improvement to 
feel some excitement about Justin Fields in Chicago. Definitely. I mean, even though it ended up being a blowout against Dallas, I mean, there were still, I think there were some things to build on. You shock the Patriots at their place. And then you're, it, you know, you're not totally inept against Dallas, who obviously has an unbelievable defense. Um, I think there's something to build on here. Totally. And that's, again, another case where the fans were right. The fans were right about Justin Fields needing more designed runs. And the fans and the analysts were all right about that. And it totally has come true. They're, they're a different-looking team. But they're obviously playing for next year. And they'll still have Claypool next year. So I, I was surprised. I was surprised that uh, Elijah Moore from the Jets, who has asked for a trade, um, I was surprised he was not traded. He asked for a trade, Perloff, and yeah. then they didn't trade him. Then he plays for the Jets last weekend. They lose to the Patriots. He's asked after the game, what do you think about your chemistry with Zach Wilson? And he said, we have none. He yeah. never throws me the ball. <laughs> what do you like, think? Um... That guy I thought was getting <laughs> traded. I wonder what the offers were for an Elijah Moore, who is, what, in his second year, right? Yeah. Second-round pick, four-year deal, a lot of time. I don't think someone was giving up a second for him. Uh, if so, I think he'd be gone. Yeah, maybe not a second, but I was a little surprised by that. I was surprised. So, wouldn't you have that... to get at least the equivalent draft pick for him if you're the Jets? You no. can't. Some cost. Yeah, I, I think you're. I don't. I think you're trying to just. You realize you've got someone who maybe in the building just doesn't want to be there. But you know how GMs think, though. If they gave, uh, he was a second pick in the second round. Yeah. To give him up this quickly for a fourth round pick is a huge admit admission of failure. I don't think any GM wants to do that. All right, well, then start throwing on the ball. Um, that sounds like a better plan, by the way. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Um, I was kind of surprised. I know there probably wasn't much of a market for him, but that Cam Akers didn't get moved. Um, oh, but God. again, not much of a market. <laughs> and you know the whole Brian Burns for two first-round picks? Yeah. I think that Josie, like I totally believe Justine is reporting here. I just don't. Do you think, like, no one in their right mind would give that up, right? Like, of course you would say yes to that. No? All right. Yeah, I, I like read something that they're really far down the road picks. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, two premium first-round picks. No offense to Brian Burns. I think you're doing that. I think even Brian Burns would say do it. Well, I was thinking from the from the Panthers' standpoint, though, they're going to have to pay somebody at some point, so why not pay Brian Burns? Yeah, you can, but you just, like, you don't want – how close are the Panthers to actually winning? Well, okay. You've got, I mean, unless P.J. Walker turns out to be the real deal, you don't have a quarterback. We're not sure about the head coach. If it's going to be Steve Wilkes, is he going to get the job? I don't know. Where are you at wide receiver? You've got D.J. Moore. Why don't you sign Brian Burns in the offseason for a five-year, $95 million or $100 million deal? Some, maybe even more. I've seen this a little bit because if you are a great pass rusher and you're not on a good team and your offense stinks, right. then you're not. it's not going to amount to much. And pass well, rush is so important, but I remember this with the Bills with Mario Williams. He was great, and they stunk, and it didn't matter. It was such a waste. Right, but what's the Panthers' timeline? So you don't think in the next five years they're going to be good? Like this, They're going to start rebuilding immediately. Yeah. They're getting a new coach. I hope you draft a rookie quarterback and hope yeah. you hit. So they're going to have this rookie quarterback deal so they can pay all over the field. Yep. So I think they're not getting free agents out of nowhere. It's Carolina. It's a very small market. I think they, they might say, you know what? We're going to have to spend around a rookie quarterback. Let's spend on this guy. He's awesome. So if you look long-term, Brian Burns will be there for the turnaround. 
Kind of like what a lot of people said the Bears should do. Why do the Bears just keep Roquan Smith? They're not paying anybody. Well, They're going to have a rookie. They have a rookie quarterback deal. Why don't they just pay him $85 million and build around that guy? Like, what? Who are they hoping to draft that's better than that? That's the question. It is. It's a fair question, too. But obviously, they couldn't get the deal done. And he was working all summer, right? Remember, was he also representing himself, I think, Roquan Smith? Yeah. Didn't have an agent, was trying to get this thing done, and it never and happened. By the way, a really, really interesting little uh, twist on that is that he's a free agent to be. They only got one franchise tag, and they got Lamar, Ooh. and now Roquan. Two guys representing themselves? Yeah. <laughs> no so, agents? So they can only Everyone's tag one of them. I think the early assumption is that they're going to sign Roquan long-term and tag Lamar. Well, I think we're talking about different money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Lamar's yeah. money is going to be... I mean, Roquan's probably yeah. going to get a lot, but Lamar's going to get tons and tons. Right, of right. And I think you need the tag as a as a sort of backstop on the Lamar deal, just in case you nothing works with Lamar Jackson. You do not want him going away for nothing. So I would not tag Roquan Smith. So they're probably going to give him a monster deal. I think it's hey, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with keeping a guy and paying him? It's not that bad an idea. A lot of people are saying to Chicago, "Wait a second, who is this new GM going to draft that's better than Roquan Smith?" And that there might be validity to that. No, there is eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, what about your favorite team at the deadline? Do you love what they did? Did they do nothing? And now you're frustrated? We want to hear from you again. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. You can also find us on the socials, on the tweets, the Twitter. It's at Maggie and Pearl. Of course, it's Maggie and Perloff on Instagram. It's Maggie and Perloff on TikTok. Maggie and Perloff YouTube channel. Maggie and Perloff, the flamethrower. So if you <laughs> missed us yesterday and you weren't able to see the show, our costumes were on point. I really just got a like round of applause for us. We don't give ourselves a lot of pats on the back around this show. We're always we're grinders, you know. We're always looking ahead to the next show and Ham how and we, eggers. How yeah. can we be better and better? <laughs> but I do want to take a second to thank you guys because you brought it with the costumes. CBS Sports Network brought it with the graphics. Everyone was on point yesterday, so that was really cool. Love it. First time I ever dr- dressed up to be on TV. Oh my gosh! And I know. And we we went all out. Yeah. So you can nice watch. Job. Watch and look at all of our stuff on all those social channels. All right, come on back. More reaction, fallout from the trade deadline. We have more sound from you also from Aaron Rodgers. This one is a doozy. We'll play it for you next. More Maggie and Perloff. Straight ahead. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. Tons going on today. Lots of NFL trades, more than ever, apparently. Doesn't quite feel it. Did NFL record ten trades? I felt like it to me. They were yeah. coming like crazy. Yeah, I just I think the fact that the Packers, Bucks, and Rams didn't get anyone makes it feel like a tiny bit of a letdown. Oh my god! Think about the craziness that happened. Today. Can we just like take a moment to all appreciate that Calvin Ridley got traded today? <laughs> yeah, he's suspended for the year and he got traded, and we're not Wait. sure if it's for a second round pick or a sixth round pick. The NFL is on on. That, Another planet today. I disagree. That is the most non-trade. Calvin Ridley, who's a ghost, has not been seen in two years. That's why it's so insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the, what trade really impacted the Super Bowl picture? 
Have the odds, did did any odds move? Maybe the Dolphins went up a little. Is that? Maybe. I mean, they made the biggest swings today. So Bradley Chubb and uh, fifth rounder go to Miami. Denver gets Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2024 fourth rounder. I, I feel like it's not quite Von Miller or the Rams. That's that was no, the only you, thing. You're right about that. Yeah, the, I mean, the Bills Roquan did get Smith could be a big impact. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, an interior linebacker like that could he be an Aaron Donald Von Miller type? I don't know. You kind of got to get after the quarterback, which he can do. Hey, let's change the subject for one second okay. and talk about college football. What do you got? Now Auburn's out there. Maggie and Perloff, of course, would love to take that job. I think we'd be a great team, <laughs> coaching yeah, staff. A, we get, get in those living rooms. We are and, an outside-the-box hire. Yeah, yeah. We get in those living rooms and press the moms. <laughs> we would be great. Yes. Uh, can I give you some a, a couple odds uh, from Bet Online AG about who the next Auburn coach might ah, be? Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know how what these actually mean. The number one by far, two to one, is Hugh Freeze, the Liberty coach. Everyone seems to think he's the the best fit. He is a good offensive coach. And Auburn has been super boring on offense lately. I think that makes a lot of sense. I I know about the ethics. Yeah. He got fired uh, for basically you said dialing <laughs> a, adult workers repeatedly well, on a on His a excuse staff was phone. the butt dialing. Yeah. He was a butt dialing but then over, there was a pat- and over, <laughs> over and over and over again. It just happened to be certain times a, of night. You know, yeah, yeah. ladies of the night. But this is college football. I think that's pl- that's plenty long ago. Number two is re- <laughs> now we get really interesting. Number two and three on these, this list of odds, Lane Kiffin and Deion Sanders. I mean, how juicy is that for Auburn? It. Auburn could go for what's been a bit of a dormant, quiet, boring program to one of the most exciting programs in the country with either of those coaches. Yeah. Who who would you take? I I love it. I love the idea of setting up Lane Kiffin versus Saban in the Iron Bowl. Like, that's so good. Um, And if Auburn's looking to make a splash, which I think they might be, you know, Brian Harson wasn't really the name brand, you know, household name for most people in the country. So uh, if they want to go splashy, the one thing they can do, they can throw so much money at Kiffin, you know, and they have shown just by virtue of the amount they're spending on buyouts alone that they will spend. I saw our friend Stuart Mandel tweeting yesterday that Auburn's paying something like $40 million in buyouts. Between Gus Malzahn, between Brian Harson. they are paying through the nose for people not to coach. I mean, we know that's big in college football anyway. Can I give you another name? Yeah, who do you got? What about Bill O'Brien? Hmm. An offensive guy. Mm, what are you giving me the mm for? An you know exa- offensive you, wait, 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 wait. You know exactly what that mm is for. What, that he's going to go back to the NFL? No, that is that it? Does that ex- I, We just said Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, and Deion Sanders. We bring in Bill O'Brien. I don't know. That doesn't get me as excited. It's something about Bill O'Brien. Well, because he's kind of a steady guy, right? Yeah, exactly. I guess. He's got the reputation of being a steady guy. Um, I, I don't know him at all. But he is an offensive guy. He's with Saban right now doing the offensive assistant. What is the offensive coordinator, right, for for Alabama? He's got all the things. Yeah. And I bet he, he'd take it. The, maybe. You're right. I, I mean, mean, the NFL might come calling, but the NFL, you're getting hired to get fired. I, I don't know what it is about the SEC. Like, Bill O'Brien entering the SEC, this this group right. of Brian oddballs. Brian Kelly did it. Yeah, I know. Brian Kelly's interesting. All these guys are <laughs> this group of oddballs. You got you got Lane over there at Ole Miss. You could bring in Hugh Freeze, who's one yeah. of the most exciting Mike offensive Leach coaches in the country. You got Mike Leach. Kind. Yeah, you got Nick and Kirby. Jimbo fighting. 
Bill O'Brien is just too stable and boring for me. I need, you're looking at Deion Sanders. You're looking at Prime. Bring Prime into the and SEC. And you know Deion wants to be in Auburn to just mess with Saban. Do you Those think Affleck that? commercials would be fire. Oh, yeah. I forgot the Affleck mm. commercial. Yeah. Did they get in a big fight on the offseason? Wasn't yeah, there some? Was, yeah. Jimbo and Deion were the guys that Saban threw yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And by the way, Lane, Lane loves Saban and says nothing. Lane's already given up to Saban. That's, uh, remember, he, uh, basically Saban took Lane in and helped him get back on track. Yeah. But I, I just think the way it's set up, we have a chance to have this great conference of these sort Listen, of eccentric coaches. Don't give me Bill O'Brien. If you want to go for the sizzle and the steak, yeah. quite frankly, it's Dion. Oh, you yeah. Know. Gotta be Dion. I mean, I, yes. listen, full disclosure, I'm not watching a lot of Jackson State games. I'm just kind of assuming they're doing all right. No clue. Yeah. Oh, they had a big game day thing there. I no, mean, I saw that, the game doing day stuff. Things. It was awesome. And Travis Hunter is spectacular. Dion said he's a better player than he was at that point. So uh, he's been injured most of the season. And if he comes to Auburn, too, then all of a sudden, if he can bring the Jackson State guys. Are they 8-0? Like, no? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, really interesting. But He's number way, one. Like, if we're talking Lane, about, it's number one with a yeah. bullet, Deion Sanders. And you would say Lane Kiffin is number two, but it's Lane's been kind of kind of on his best behavior lately. We haven't gotten a ton of exciting Lane stuff. <laughs> well, just wait five minutes. Uh, that's how Lane operates. I mean, Mike Leach would be obviously interesting. So uh, the, uh, the athletic director yeah. from Mississippi yeah. State just resigned and is going to take the Auburn job. So that's where the Mike Leach connection comes yeah. in. If oh. you're, what about Mark Stoops from uh, yes, Kentucky? Stoops, he, I, you built something in Kentucky. I feel yeah. like are you he's the know? all-time winningest coach here. No, I don't want defense at Auburn. I need you to go high-octane offense. Yeah. I need you to bring in a Hugh Freeze, like kind of an Art Bryles type of guy who's going to spread the field like crazy that is going to be a sort of a trick to make up for the fact that Auburn might not be as talented as Alabama and Georgia. But if they have an innovative offense like Tennessee does this year, you know, Tennessee running that fast-tempo, hypo offense, Maybe you can beat them consistently. What about the guy who we talked about a lot, but now has kind of gone away, Matt Rule? Not known for being the offensive innovator, but someone who is great at getting programs back on track. Yeah, Matt Rule, that's a good point. Again, a little boring. Did he go to the SEC? Yeah, why not? He was at Baylor. No, I I know. Why wouldn't he go to the SEC? I guess he could. I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, like, look at the other. I think Matt Rule's a Northeastern guy. He's, that's why he's – I know he coached at Baylor, so yeah. you can't get further away from the Northeast when you go down to Waco. But he just seems like a Northeast guy. Anyway. No, but he but, loved – but he he got his hands into the Texas recruiting thing and sure. loved it. He, th- I remember him saying, like, oh, my gosh, this is so much better than Well, if we think Temple. Lance Leipold is probably going to go to Wisconsin maybe if he ends up leaving Kansas. Well, I think Rule will be a consideration of Wisconsin too. But maybe yeah. Rule is a consideration there. Could you see Rule at Arizona State throw a bunch of money at him there? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe Nebraska. Uh, I mean, obviously, by the way, we haven't mentioned, if you want excitement, if you want a pedigree, yeah, Urban. You know, it's so funny. He's so <sighs> not on my radar right now. But you're right about Urban Meyer. Do you think he'd take the Auburn job to go up against Saban? Oh, yeah, sure. In the so Iron amazing. Bowl? No, I think Urban wants a job right now. I think Urban would take Auburn. There are all these coaches want a job. Tom Herman, who joined us, the former Texas coach, he's talking to us and watching film at the same time. I mean, guys, they all want a coach again. <laughs> I mean, Brian Kelly was winning consistently in Notre Dame, and he jumped into the SEC. Yeah, so that's true. I think, Man, yeah. Urban I, Meyer against, against Nick Saban for recruiting – for the yeah, I mean, they were already recruiting. They've been no, recruiting, recruiting against, against each, each other, other, I'm sure. Yeah, and the, like I said, recruiting, 
it really goes beyond geography now. All these southeastern schools have California quarterbacks, so yeah. I don't even know if it matters. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about Brian Kelly going to LSU, and now he seems really happy because he can recruit anybody. Yeah. So as long as Urban thinks he can recruit anybody, I think he'd be happy. And trust me, I mean, when that guy gets on the recruiting trail, and his if he can get some of his assistants down there, you know, I'm not saying they. We're- yeah, I don't even want to get into it, but they seem to get guys. They seem to get everybody. We haven't seen Saban and Urban in the SEC together since 2010. Like, that would be fire right now. Yeah, but it's different. I know that Alabama and Florida, but, like, this is Alabama-Auburn. That would be on in a different state. level. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, well, a couple more names that are on this list. Mike Gundy, I'm 40 and I'm a man. I just think his spirit. How he could old add is some, he now? He's is 50. He, he's that was 50? 10 years ago. Wow. I think a little a little of Mike Gundy could help the SEC. Why not? That's what I'm saying. And then Matt Campbell from Iowa State, who is – been linked to every job that's ever been open for the last 25 (laughs) years. How he's still at Iowa State, I have no idea. Everyone says he's a great coach. Everyone's Uh, like, this guy could be a coach of any program. He, like, made its way onto uh, some presidential tickets. Like, this guy is the number one candidate for every job. Yeah, what is, I mean. School board president. Funny thing about him is, I don't really get a strong sense of what makes him so attractive to everybody. I know that he's had some success at Iowa State. And uh, also, there's Kevin Steele, who was at Auburn. I don't know. I think it's got to be Dion. It's got to be. We're, we're <laughs> hiring that, Dion. And it's, we're hiring it's, uh, Dion. I, I would hire Dion too. I don't know if Dion will, think, wants it, but yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if say Dion had like, uh, all right, here's a like list of stipulations or something. You want me to come here? I'm going to put you on the map again. Like, this is what I need. What do you think that is? So obviously, you get all the assistance you want. That's no brainer. Huh? What else? You've does got he good need? facilities. Like, what I mean, do you I think he's got to he's got to have a nil infrastructure where he thinks he can compete financially. That's right. the number so one you need thing. Your that's actually even more important than the assistant coaches. Yeah, you need a strong collective. Because come on, that's the most important recruiting thing now. Look at the Hurricanes. I mean, I'm, uh, they're going to be a force because they have all this money coming into them in yeah. Miami. Well, same was said about A and M. Yeah, same true. has been said about A and M. Yeah, but then again, those recruits, I'm telling you, those recruits are young. I would not count them out. Give it three years. They're 18 now. Uh, Miami just got a huge cornerback they never would have gotten five years ago. They got they beat Alabama and Georgia for a cornerback. That never happened. So Dion would say, give me the money, and I will build a program, and we're going to root for him. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to weigh in. Who do you think should take over as the new Auburn head football coach. Plus, we do have Aaron Rodgers sound. This dude does not disappoint. Well, on the football field, he's disappointing this year. When it comes to the interviews, <laughs> though, he is nailing it. Uh, we got some more gems from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, also, Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, was also speaking today. Obviously, they fired their head coach, Steve Nash. Uh, lots of turmoil going on in Brooklyn right now, so we'll bring you that sound as well. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off after this CBS Sports Update from Rich. Maggie Perloff, welcome on back. Big, big day. It's been huge. Trade deadline. The Nets are a disaster. We've hit a lot of it. We will not leave today, though, without checking in on our good buddy, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Oh, it never disappoints. He never disappoints. Okay, Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee today, of course, because it's Tuesday. He's asking what the team is doing to try to stay loose and have some fun. Well, there's not really any moral victories. You know, I never really believe in that. I think there's things you can take from certain games that might give you confidence moving forward. But 
we've never really been a moral victory team in Green Bay. We're about wins. And when you're not having wins and you're slumping, I think the most important thing is just to see how we deal with adversity and if we're going to stick together. And uh, I haven't really seen any uh, negative clips. So I'm assuming that means that we stuck together in the post game and, and nobody was kind of throwing shade on anybody else or, or passing the blame, which is important. Okay, <laughs> that was on <laughs> a little bit different. We'll play about what they're doing to, uh, you know, keep it loose. But this was hilarious to all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's pointing fingers. No one's throwing shade. It's because you didn't say anything. Yeah, that's because, first of all, you're the guy who's been an expert at throwing shade. You're actually giving numbers, percentage of plays that are going wrong yeah. because of the other guys that it's 20%. <laughs> you actually said guys should lose playing time. I know. It's like because you held back in your post game yeah. after the Bills lost, that's the reason why there's been no shade. Yeah, it's weird how that works, right? <laughs> it's funny how everyone followed your lead there. Um, uh, yeah, it's not even followed their lead. Like The only negative quotes we're getting are Aaron Rodgers. In fact, <laughs> the only quotes, I don't even know what the other 51 people sound like in Green Bay. None of them are saying anything. It's really true. I have no idea. I've never yeah. heard A.J. Dillon's voice. <laughs> oh, A.J. Dillon's awesome. He's like, one of the I've, coolest dudes in the league. No, it's I know, but I, if, could you pick his voice out? No, no, no. no. Aaron Jones also an amazingly cool guy. They should be the ones who are doing a weekly spot. Not Aaron. would be the best for the team. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so surprising. No negativity this week. Yeah, although, yeah. Well, let's play the next clip, too, but the, the what's coming out of the trade deadline with them is a little depressing. Well, nothing is coming out of the trade deadline. Right, right. Well, just, They've done a whole big fat zero. People are confirming that they were in on Chase Claypool, and at the end of the day, the Steelers weighed Chicago's second-round pick against Green Bay's second-round pick and said, even though both teams have the same record. Yeah, but... Yeah, I know, but I don't think they're going to be that different. I guess if it Ooh. came down to second-round pick. Yeah, I mean, what? You think that the Bears and the Packers are going to finish with a similar record? Well, I mean, the the Bears are probably going to be, what, 7-10, and 10, and the Packers are going to be 8-9 and or 9-8. and eight. Yeah, maybe you're right about that. You think the but Bears get to seven wins? They might. They might, just running quarterback. But they So the Packers probably should have up their ante a yeah, little like bit. Yeah, like throw in a fifth rounder or something, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So then we would have had even less negative talk. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, and I, I know we have more Aaron Rodgers. No, that but that one was rich. Like that, yeah. that 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 one belongs maybe in the Rodgers Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, uh, and now how they're keeping loose. I think one of the most important things is hanging out together and and that chemistry. You know, as these parties are, never going to be 100 percent attendance, but uh, there was a strong contingent, especially from the offensive side, that showed up. Uh, we'd love hanging out together. So that was the Halloween party that the Packers held. Do we know his costume last year? It was all about John Wick yeah. and him growing out his hair. Yeah, I know. This dude loves Halloween, which I kind of like about Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Loves Relatable. Halloween. I have not seen... Have you guys seen a costume? I would love to know what it was. I got nothing for you. He's got that, that haircut. I, you could do some things with what, that. Uh, oh, well, that was obviously a Peaky Blinders kind of haircut. The show uh, about the British gangsters. Yeah. Was, was he going to be a Peaky... I, I thought saw, maybe he was going to go as A.J. Hawk. I saw a lot of pro football players wear Peaky Blinders yesterday. That was a popular costume. <laughs> Wearing that sort of old... 1800s England outfit yeah. and looking tough. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, hey, you know what? I love that it's like, this yeah, been... we, we had a good the good Halloween party. Yeah. You know, most of the offensive guys, yeah, defensive guys are probably just like, oh no, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> Our season is doomed. But compared to last week, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are in a really good place right now. It feels like he's right. There's yeah. a lot of positive momentum in the well, sense that there aren't any disastrously awkward headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Beers for everybody. Yeah. Good for you. He's like, Bakhtiari was there, man. That guy can party. Yeah, that's what you want to hear from guys in and out of the lineup. 
up every week. Um, I, I think, okay, just, so just, here's the thing. They're low, they were low, low last week because they lost to the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back-to-back Giants, Jets, Commanders. Like, that is a not exactly murderer's row. And you cannot fault, even an injured offensive lineman, if you can still chug beer, that's a position where you have to, I don't care how hurt you are, you still <laughs> chug beers. Yeah, as long as nothing is wrong with your esophagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you have to chug beer. I think, I think it's the only position. even if you had a damaged esophagus, you'd probably still do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, Bakhtiari, he could have a major throat injury and still <laughs> shotgun a beer with ease. Big throat bruise. Yeah, he's, okay. he's great at that. Uh, yeah, um, now it's, if, it's a prerequisite. Now, if everyone else could block a little more, they might be in better shape. But. Yeah. Block the beer car. Uh, block, block the keg. I don't know. Block something. Anything, please. Um, okay, so we also have some sound from Sean Marks today. So obviously, Nets are in uh, turmoil, and that's putting it lightly. So first of all, we have Sean Marks talking about his head coach, former head coach now, Steve Nash, why he was fired. He was asked whether the players, stars like Durant, Irving, as disgraced as he might be right now, uh, had any input on Nash being fired? Zero. There was zero input from, from any of the players on this. I think this was a decision that uh, we didn't need that. Um, Steve and I didn't need that. Um, obviously, I, I've talked to Joe about this, but um, the players were not consulted. They were they were told ahead of time that this was the direction we were going to today, but I, I don't think we needed that, uh, you know, that, that input right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh... This is a memo to Sean Marks. The input was over the summer when KD demanded that either you or Nash be fired or else he want, was demanding a trade before then he just outright demanded it. Okay, so they weren't they didn't tell you today. They told you 2 months ago they wanted Steve or at least KD basically said he wanted Steve Nash fired like or come you. on or, or you. you. It's like one of you guys has to go. That's when the input happened. Well, let's <laughs> be on. let's be very clear about one thing. Steve Nash is the lucky one here. He's definitely he's the big winner of today in my opinion. Yeah, I I hated how he handled the press conference yesterday yes. before the game. Well, that I is think... like an awful way to go out where he basically both sides did saying like Kyrie Irving's posts which are super offensive, what he's promoting rather is super offensive. Um, Alex Jones, you know, this TV or this movie and, and book that leans into all these horrific anti-Semitic tropes. Like you can't both sides that thing. That's not good people on both sides. This is like one, one movie and book that's leaning into this awful, uh, terrible stereotypes. Right. And this is not and Alex sh- Jones is indefensible. This is not an excuse for Steve Nash yeah. at all, but it should have been Kyrie Irving at the podium. Then, yep. why? I mean, the fact that the team won't put Kyrie at the podium, what does that say? So he they, he was at the podium on Sunday night, right? Um, we actually have that exchange. I mean, do you want to? We we can play it. It's a little bit long, but just to kind of show if people hadn't heard it to sort of illustrate how much Kyrie is like really not taking accountability for what he's posted. Kyrie, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote? Something that Alex Jones said. That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook, or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma, or parents that had to relive trauma, or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults and it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaigning, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post. And it's funny, 
And it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it. I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people title? are going to say that you are Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I, it's not You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff is Great. not so let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. Another You're human free being. to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say that what, and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's Nothing. not me. Nothing. By it's no people that you're making up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you Move on, next question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're me? gonna say, "You guys have any more questions?" Because this is gonna be a beliefs. clip. This is gonna be a clip that he's gonna marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Uh, this is another answering your question. Oh my God! Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Yeah. Next question. Oh my gosh, that is hard to hear. That is really hard to listen to, because who's being dehumanized? I would ask. Is it? You, Kyrie Irving, who's sitting up there, who doesn't want to take any accountability, or is it the people who are going to be hurt by these stereotypes that, yes, you're, you want to call promotion. It's semantics then. You're putting it out there on your platforms. What else would you call it? Endorsing? You're not condemning it. Thing. You're not condemning it. So it's not like, hey, everyone, don't watch this. It's got a bunch of lies in it. You're putting it out there. It's a tacit endorsement. Yeah. And that was Nick Friedle, by the way, from ESPN, who was yeah. trying to go back and forth. Is anybody not over Kyrie? Uh, maybe there are some people. I mean, to hear that, though, is is tough, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, we, we kind of need that. trying dismissing Nick, even yeah. though he's asking perfectly valid questions. You should have to explain why you post stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, by the way, I didn't like what he said. I, I hadn't really heard the Alex Jones part, and that wasn't a great answer either. You think? It was a terrible <laughs> answer. It's yeah. like, well, I didn't like what he said of this awful thing about Sandy Hook, which was just reprehensible on every level. Yeah. But, oh, he's right about something he posted in the 90s? The guy's a debunked conspiracy theory kook. By the way, so that's why I say Nash is lucky to get out of there. I think Sean Marks should, if he didn't suspend Irving or cut or wave, then he should be out of there. I mean, his NBA career is going nowhere. Oh my gosh. Uh, Joe Sy probably, I, I don't think this is going anywhere. It's Who's just a mess. charge? Like, yeah. I know it's Joe Sy as the owner of the team, but is a strongly worded tweet is doing absolutely zero right now. It's like, we joke around about people write strongly worded letters because none of them, that never does yeah. anything, and it's not going to do anything now. Yeah, I mean... I'm looking forward to completely ignoring the Nets the rest of the season. And I'm I don't, with you. I, I don't care what they do on the court. Do just we do not, a media boycott? <laughs> I mean, I just know. I mean, I think it's natural. I'm just not into it. I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I and think they, they've turned everybody. Honestly, off. I think there's a huge chunk of our audience that didn't care in the first place and cares even less now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Lakers with LeBron, that's different. I well, think everybody has some curiosity there. Golden State Warriors, maybe Celtics. Not the Nets, not anymore. No, I think they're off everybody's radar for now. Thank you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs, everybody who called in. Thank you to Ian O'Connor who joined us earlier. You can always check us out. The Maggie and Perloff podcast is available wherever you download podcasts. We will see you back here tomorrow, everyone. Be well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.